Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time that may be, wherever you are. My name is Craig Hagan, and you're listening to Wrangler's Weekly Podcast. I'm sitting here with my co-host, T-Mac, Tony McKinnon, on a fairly nice January day. I mean, you know, it's actually been a pretty warm January. Good day. Barely mild for the winter in Oklahoma. Yeah. I mean, it's been in the 70s. Now, we did go through a major Christmas um, cold front, and then, yep. then all of a sudden hit 60s and 70s, and now it's in the 50s, so it's... Not bad for Oklahoma. Yeah, we watched the the ice slowly melt on the pond at the house, and the ducks are all lined up on the ice. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, anyway, but nice nice day. Anyway, we're, we're recording this program early Jan- January the fourth, I guess fifth January the fifth. They'll probably air late January first February. We have with us once again Tony Cook. Tony was um. Graduate of Rama, 1981? 80 and 81. 80, 80. Oh, yeah, double graduate. graduation back yeah. then. Then he came on staff here. He was yeah, he was the, one of the um, founding associate pastors of Rama Bible Church, worked in the RMEI alumni department, was a teacher here for a long time, and then he, he's out on his own as a travel minister. But before we talk about what you're doing now, I want to go back to your church teach. I mean, your, your school teaching days, because there's been a little rivalry between you and Doug Jones. It even still comes today. Um, you know, you, every once it in a while does. things pop up or whatever. Um, like, I think the one time Doug went to Germany or something like that, and they held up a sign that said, Tony Cook. You know, when, And they did the same for me oh, when really? I got to Germany. They held up a sign for Doug Jones. Yeah, so... So yeah, how'd that whole thing start? I mean, well, you know, we were really young. I, I came to teach at Rama in October of '83, and I was only 24 years old. And Doug was a few years older than me, but um, we were both young. And you know, we just started playing little practical jokes on each other. And he started it. I, I have to say, he was a hundred percent the instigator. <laughs> I was the innocent victim. And, uh, and, and maybe Doug will actually come on the podcast to defend yeah. himself yeah, at maybe, some point maybe in time. Should, we yeah. want to get him on, so yeah. maybe if I do yeah. this, he'll he'll come on to set yeah, well, the we'll, record. We'll, we'll let him know that, that Tony talked about him on yeah. the podcast. But the one thing he did back in the teacher's quarters in that day, um, on the telephones, there are these old-fashioned telephones, yeah. and they had the two prongs that came up when mm-hmm. you lifted up the receiver. Yeah. And so he would always sneak into my office at lunch, and he would tape those two prongs down so that when you pick up the phone, it keeps ringing. And uh, he would wait, and we had glass doors, of course, you know, and uh, so he would wait until I was in a counseling session. And, you know, somebody's there pouring their heart out to me, and the phone ring. Well, he'd call from his office knowing that he had taped my phone down. So, the, uh, yeah. So I'd turn, I'd say, excuse me. I'd turn around, pick up the phone. And, uh, and, and then his office was real close. So he would call me and then run down the hallway and be waiting, looking in the door. And, um, and I would answer, and the phone would keep ringing, <laughs> which, of course, the person sitting there, I'm counseling them. Yeah, it's a serious And they're thing. looking at me like, you know, why are you crazy? Why is this? And I'd look up at the door, and he's at the glass window just laughing. He just thought that was so funny. Tell, tell this one. Now, this is, I remember us, you and, and myself and Don Adkins and Doug and some others sitting around eating lunch in Lexington, Kentucky about 12, 13 years ago, and okay. this was pretty fresh at that time. You had had Doug pulled over. 
Well, I, I was asked to preach, or he was asked to preach at a church in the St. Louis area where I had preached, and the pastor had called me and said, hey, I'd like to get Doug, just a prank, you know. And I says, well, what do you have to work with? And he said, uh, well, I have a police officer in my church. And I said, well, that's all we need right there. So long story short, uh, Doug was in a rental car, so um, we had him pulled over, and um, they had this elaborate story about a escaped criminal named Daryl E. Jones. <laughs> and so it was going to be this case of mistaken identity and all that. And so they had Doug sweating pretty good. That one got him pretty bad. I'm yeah, telling you. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. So, yeah. uh, so we've just done it. It's, I, I want to say it's all in good humor. Good humor. I hope he feels good the same fun. way. Good fun. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> all right. So talk about what you're doing now after, after you, you know, Reluctantly left Rama. I know. I know that was that was a sad day for my parents. <laughs> well, I, I loved being at, at Rama. Loved working for them, and uh, I had told them several times. As far as you know, I believe I'm here for life. I felt like it was a lifelong assignment, and um, uh, ended up. You know, I, I really felt the Lord was dealing with us. I got this little mission in my heart, and it was real simple. Nothing complicated or you know, fireworks, but I just got this in my heart, strengthen churches and leaders. And that became our mission as we stepped away from Rama. at, uh, I was dean of the school my last three years up until May of 2002. And we began traveling and I thought we would travel for a year, maybe you, two. You, you actually, you probably don't remember, but you told me that. Yeah. Right here in the RCA. I, I told you, many people yeah, that. You and I had that discussion. And yeah. you, I remember you saying, I can't see myself away from pastoring over maybe a couple of years. Yeah. You know. And and I really genuinely believed that. And when I gave my uh, resignation message, um, I said, you know, this is what we're going to do. And I said, I have two books on my heart to write. And that mm-hmm. was Life After Death in Search of Timothy. Well, we're about to release our 15th book yeah. now. And it's been 20 years, 20-plus years of full-time travel. And uh, we've been to 31 nations, and some of those seven, eight times. Been to 47 states. And um, uh, we just, we're just having an absolute blast at what we're doing. So now. what states have you not been to? I have not been to, to preach. I have not preached in Maine. I have not preached in Vermont. And I have not preached in... Delaware. Those are the three. I preached in Hawaii and Alaska, but yeah. not not gotten to those three northeastern states. So uh, maybe we'll get get to those. Well, maybe Uncle Joe will get you somewhere in Delaware there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, we we just um, we do a lot of you know, regular church type services, but we do a lot of seminars. Seminars, especially training. Uh, volunteers and just you know promoting teamwork. That's it's all stuff I learned at Rama. Um, you know, learning how to be a part of a team and to cooperate and to you know help support the vision of the leaders and um, you know just uh, be a, a real positive contributing uh, part. And that's at least what I endeavor to do. And that's what we teach you know for people because. We have a statement that we use frequently is that God always starts with a leader, but he always finishes with a team. It's mm, good. And so our upcoming book, it's coming out. This is early January. It's coming out middle of May. 
is called The End of Spectator Church. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. our new book. It's already been released in Portuguese. Um, so that'll just be kind but of... Because Tony pre- I mean, speaks Portuguese. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've already read it. Excellent. <laughs> I bet you have. I hope, I hope you liked it. <laughs> Uh, but you see, you speak Southern Portuguese, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Obrigado. Uh, Obrigado. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I did learn. I've been to Brazil. I don't know how many times. And in Southern Brazil, they do have a very different oh, man, I, accent than Northern Brazil. Yeah, my Brazil story because you know I, I do. I travel to Brazil quite a bit and, and have picked up you know quite a bit. And, and so I was I was in. Gama, which the Gama is right there by Brasilia, so the capital. And so um, I actually wasn't even supposed to be there. Pastor Bud was supposed to do their graduation. He passed away, like, and then I went the next week to do wow. their graduation. And then we did like a three day healing service. And so the way, you know, Tony knows the way they do in Brazil, the, um, the minister stays in the home. Yeah. And so. And in all reality, where this was, there wasn't a, a hotel close to the guy's home. So I stayed in a very nice, very nice home, you know, probably half a million dollar home. No air conditioning. There was heat, no air conditioning. And they said, oh, we, we got you a fan. I had like a six-inch fan in my mm-hmm. room. It was, it was so stinking hot. But the point it was is that the pastor knew a little bit of English. Um, and then um, um, Gil, I don't know if you know, if you've ever, ever had Gil, um, he lived in Brazil at the time. Now, now he's in Capina Grande. He was my interpreter, and I had him before. I've been there before. <laughs> and so they would invite him to go to lunch. Dinner time, it would, I'm the only one that would, you know, I, I'm the only English speaker. So I try out my Portuguese, you know, you know and, and I do, at that time, was fairly decent at Portuguese. And then they're correcting my Portuguese because my Portuguese he goes, you learn Portuguese from the north, or the nord, they call it. Uh-huh. And um, so every time I try to speak Portuguese, they're correcting me. So I'm like, I can't even speak. I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to communicate. And then the, um, the, his mother-in-law, who would come to dinner, was like, Craig, you don't talk a lot. And I'm like, first of all, I don't speak your language. Yeah. Secondly, when I do try to speak your language... You correct me. You correct me. So it's, <laughs> yeah. Or he, she didn't. The pastor would correct me. And so... Not encouraging. Yeah, yeah not encouraging. So... So yeah, Portuguese they do they do have different a yeah. little bit different dialect. Um and so kinda like to in our term, you know, the our our southern um stuff is kinda like the northern Portuguese or whatever. Right. It's, it's not proper. Not proper. It's not proper. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's in yeah. the ear of the, the So he- so now you hear. know about Brazilian Portuguese stories. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So we've just loved traveling, though, over the years, and and, uh, we had two years, 2020 and 2021, where we didn't get to go overseas. uh, You sat in this home and did three services. What's that now? You sat in your home and did three different services. Well, yeah, and did a lot of Zoom (laughs) and things like that. But um, the year before COVID, we had been out of the country 93 days. And uh, so we were able to pick up a bit last year and get back to, you know, several countries, have several coming up this year as well. So we're excited about that. So question, do you still now, have you been doing more Zoom meetings since COVID now? I mean, because it's it's people, maybe it's a thing now, people are okay with it? A little bit, but it's tapered off. Definitely not as much as, you know, the first year or two, but uh, I'll be doing a week in India, uh, Mumbai. Um, 
uh, coming up in March, I think. I think that's the only Zoom thing I have planned. But I've done some European things. and Well, I mean, I think now, you know, obviously some of our foreign schools or in, in churches or whatever, because Zoom has become okay now, you know, so sometimes in order to have a teacher from America, right? it's more economical. Maybe, you know, they can't afford to fly you in, but, you know, they could Zoom you in. Exactly. For, Yeah. And I've enjoyed the Zoom. Um, It's not the same as being there. You know, I I like and and, and I always ask them when I do a Zoom meeting, um, because a lot of times they just put up, um, you know, my face on the and the interpreter's face. Yeah. And I I always tell them, could you put up the students? I like to see see the group. Yeah. I mean, Mm, I think that's a really big thing is being able to see people. Yeah. 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 Now, we had we had an interesting thing this summer. Um, Right around the start of camp meeting, we went to we go first uh england for a week then we went to no we went to france first for a uh, three or four days and we went to england for a week and then we flew to austria as soon as we landed in austria i noticed this real dry cough kind of starting and uh so i tested and yeah i had covid and i you know so of course we're going to be in a hotel by ourselves anyway lisa had the same thing and uh, so I called Fred Lambert, our, you yeah. know, the head of Rama Austria, and uh, told him what was going on. And uh, we had a couple days to rest anyway. And I said, you know, I've really got a mild case. I said, uh, and they had me scheduled to do, I think it was 12 hours with the students. And they were bringing in four or five other schools. Yeah. And I said, uh, I said, if you guys can get me a private room at the church, I said, I'll just sit there. I don't want to infect anybody, you know. And I, so I just sat in a private office and over three days or something like that, I taught 12 hours uh, and the interpreter was in another room. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, we observed all the safety protocols and that type of thing. Um, and then the the students were all out in the sanctuary and they did a split screen there you know, for the students. So they're seeing me, they're seeing the interpreter. So I taught 12 hours with COVID and then did two church services on Sunday. And, and so did 14 hours. And then the day we were supposed to fly back, I tested negative for COVID and we flew back. I, I've still never taken a COVID test. I'm part of the don't test, don't tell policy. <laughs> and so, so I have yet to take a COVID test uh-huh. ever. I do know I had COVID because I, I, I have the antibodies. I did take yeah. antibody tests. Uh-huh. I do have. I took two antibody tests actually, so I know I have the antibodies. Yeah. Um, I probably. I mean, obviously, I had COVID at some point in time, but yeah, you know, the week I think I had it, I preached three times, mm-hmm. live in person. So. Yep. so <laughs> anyway, that's why I think about COVID. <laughs> there you go. Tony's, I mean, T-Max's experience was a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, I saw the other side. <laughs> Didn't you yeah. have a pretty rough experience? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember rough. hearing that. Yeah, it was, uh, if I had about every symptom, including COVID toe. COVID toe? Yeah. What is COVID toe? Well, when I got, I got over the pneumonia and everything, then my, my blisters break out on my feet. My really? Toes. Yeah. And I like I hadn't been walking, I've been laid up. Doctor Fauci hadn't told me about COVID too. Yeah, my doctor act like, oh yeah, you got COVID. I'm like, really? That's a thing? Yeah. First time I've heard of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I just want to say what a phenomenal job the Raymond graduates are doing uh, around the world yeah. and and stateside as well. 
You know, the COVID thing when it happened threw everybody into, you know, so much, you know, just information of every kind, all kinds of contradictory information. Nobody knew what to believe in. Um, but but our, our graduates, by and large, really just uh, – a lot of them made innovative steps. You know, a lot of people were making a mad dash to Radio Shack to, you know, get something so they could go online as, you know, primitive as it might have been. Radio Shack hasn't been around for a long time. So <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. Some of our listeners right. don't know where Radio yeah. Shack is. But they really so, were going to the other side. Yeah. So that was a euphemism or a metaphor yeah, he's, or something. He's talking about that, getting, yeah. going and getting some stuff so I can be online. That's right. what I meant, yeah. yeah. At probably Best, Best Buy. Best Buy probably yeah. is no Radio Shack. Or no, even Walmart. I no mean, Walmart sells City. everything. Yeah. So, but people, you know, some people were up and running. Actually, they we had, bought stuff on Amazon. Okay, good. That's a, that's a great way. Uh, but but people did what they needed to do to continue to well, minister to their steady. people. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. You know, and I think that one thing I um, I talked to a number of different even traveling ministers, and, and if I figured that would, you know, obviously they weren't able to have services, and so I was the ones I talked to said. They did fine during COVID. People were sending them offerings. You know, they weren't speaking. Yeah. And, you know, and because they knew that they would depend on services or whatever, that there were people who thought about them that never thought about them. And, right. And um, then obviously they did some of the Zoom things, you know, and sure. that kind of stuff as yeah. well. That was our best year ever up to that point was yeah. it was not a – our meetings went in 2019. We were on the road 237 days. 2020 we were on the road 109 so our our travel got cut in less than half or more than half and our income went up yeah i guess people like me not preaching (laughs) (laughs) pay you to stay away (laughs) we'll pay you to be quiet (laughs) yeah so um you know it was it was good And, and and we know that you know some of the churches, obviously, they took the PP, you know, and so they were mm-hmm. they they had some extra money, and so they helped out some traveling ministers and that's true and things like that. Yeah. So you know, and but I mean, that's a kudos to the Raymond pastors out there, absolutely. You know, you know, in their army, I, you know, folks, um, you know, helping out each other, yeah. knowing that you know that these people are dependent upon. I mean, the traveling minister. I mean, they don't have a salary or whatever, so they're dependent upon mm-hmm. you know different churches and things like that. So. Yeah, I think it's probably probably pretty cool for you as well, you know, um, being a teacher for so long and now being able to travel to your former students. Um, yeah, that's enriching. Know, I love know, that. Well, you know, and seeing, you know, what they've done, you know, and knowing that you had a small part mm-hmm. you know, to play, you know, not only obviously students, but then, you know, being involved in RMEI as well from the beginning, you know, some of those churches were just getting started whenever exactly whenever you know and you know to see them thriving and see them see what god's doing all around the world and and i think what a lot of folks don't know some of our listeners know because you're listening from overseas is that the impact of rama around the world um is probably even bigger than the impact rama here in the united states of america so it's it's um, it's it's really multiplied exponentially and um just the uh the there's a real pioneering spirit uh in some of these countries and they they have a really proactive attitude about planting new churches new schools campuses and things like that mm-hmm. so it really is exciting to see what's uh, sprung out i remember um when rmai started in 1985 there was a founding meeting 
that your mom and dad hosted with a bunch of graduates from all over. And uh, I didn't really get involved until April, but Brother Hagen came in that January meeting. And really, the Spirit of the Lord came on him, yeah. and he just said, this is a step in the right direction. And he talked about, you know, if you could see what's going to happen, you know. And it was really that, you know, that began a nucleus of networking of, of Raymond grad stateside. And eventually it, you know, kind of uh, carried over, and then the international schools began to start. But I just, it's just amazing what God has done. Yeah, because well, originally when it came to the, I've worked more with international schools. You know, we had 13 international schools that started somewhere, I think was around 89 or so, something like that, I, I think it was. Um, um, you know, 13, and those 13 now were, were 285, um, mm-hmm. something like that is, is where we're at now. Mm-hmm. Um, 287, I think. Yeah, so it was interesting. Um, when I was put in charge, we were, well, we had those 13 things, but, you know, we, we gave, at that time, we're, we gave people countries. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so it turned out that we, when I took over, I can't or whatever year it was, 2000, whatever, um, we had 40 schools. And, um, you know, so now we're, we're, we're getting close to 300 schools. And so it's just, mm-hmm. just awesome to see yeah. what some, you know, God's done. And, you know, just to, you know, to know that, you know, we have, what, 111,000 Rama graduates all around the world. Uh, over 113. 113 now. Yeah, yeah. Over, over 113. Yeah, so just incredible to see, you mm-hmm. know. And what, you know, obviously, you know, someone that traveled with, with my grandfather, he would always brag about that we had Rama graduates, yeah. you know, in every continent or every inhabited continent, you know, you know, because there's not really too many people in Antarctica, mm-hmm. well, except a couple of penguins. Um, evidently, a couple of our Raymond graduates have actually made expeditions down to Antarctica to, to minister to the science. That's Remarkable. Um, but, um, you know, the great thing now is we have Raymond students on every continent of the earth. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so the sun never sets on a Raymond. He would say the sun never sets on a Raymond graduate. Right. The sun never sets on a Raymond student now, training for the ministry. And so yeah. just incredible to be a part of that. And obviously, I know, you know, you was a traveling minister and, and, and going to a lot of overseas things. And I know you go to a lot of the Raymond schools, um, mm-hmm. probably you can kind of go more than I have probably. So, you know, well, I'm free to travel you know, all the time. <laughs> so, yeah. And I think that's been the biggest thing, you know, since COVID, I actually haven't been overseas yet. So it's, um, maybe it's part of my Craig's don't test, don't tell policy. Yeah. Uh, we're going back to Canada this year. Yeah. So they've, uh, you can go. It's easier to go from here up there and back than it is for them to, to come home. You know, come down. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I'm supposed to go to Canada too some point in time. Um, actually, I kind of get my 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 passport got unrenewed, <laughs> expired during COVID, and I haven't I haven't renewed it yet. So I got to get that renewed. Yeah. That was my that was my New Year's resolution. <laughs> yeah, my first country out last year. You know, once we got back again overseas was Guatemala. Uh, then Turkey and Greece. That was actually more of a tour of biblical sites with pastors, ministers. And then um, in the summer, um, we did the uh, France, England, Austria, and then did Brazil in the fall. And then a quick hop up to Canada, too. But uh, so, yeah, we had good experiences traveling last year. You know, it went well on all those overseas trips. So now um, you've been traveling now how many years? 20, 20 wow. plus. I mean, it, it doesn't seem like that. No, it doesn't. <laughs> you know, I was on staff at Rama for 18 and a half. So you've traveled longer than you We have staff. traveled longer than we were on staff at Rama. Yeah. It's wow. hard to imagine that. Yeah. 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 
doesn't I, feel like it. I will say this about Tony. I, I met Tony in 96 or 7 and um, uh, wasn't dean when I was in school, but was a teacher and was head of the RMI and alumni mm-hmm. department and um, has always been available uh, all these years, both when he was on staff here and all these years since, helpful um, uh, with advice, with sermon notes. Uh, I've took some of your stuff and preached it correctly. Correctly. I yeah. hope you improved it. <laughs> kind of cleaned it up. But, no, yeah. always been a great, great help. Man. Well, well, I, I want to say thank you. On thank Tony's you. website, which we didn't throw your website out, oh, the yeah, last yeah. thing, you actually have some, some, some helps there for pastors. A lot, a, yeah. A lot of quotes so, and stories. Yeah. So and throw out your website. Um, articles. Yeah, it's just it's TonyCook.org. And there's an E on the end of cook. Yeah, it's like cookie. Cookie, yeah. E. Yeah. yeah. Actually, when I went to Egypt a few years ago, they uh, the host there was so gracious, and they sent somebody actually behind the uh, security and all that, yeah. and they were waiting for me with a sign, and then that person was able to kind of expedite me getting through all the visa and all that. But the guy was waiting with a sign, and it said, Tony... Kook. Kook. And it was it was K O O K. So but uh Tony Kook. I just I just appreciated the uh kind of the VIP service, even yeah, if they yeah. did kind yeah. of butcher my last I'll name. I'll be your kook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so but you have a lot of sermon helps and things like that. I have got things off your, off your website. Oh well good. Especially yeah. during you know, because you have you have things on there for Mother's Day, Father's yeah, Day, and, holidays, and, you know, and, and even some stories, you know, the, uh-huh, the, yeah. you know, yeah. and so because you know those kind of sermons are are a little bit different than your well, right. Right. well, so you know, you, you know, reminiscing a little bit, but talking about pastoral care, mm-hmm. you know, um, in twenty fourteen uh, when we came back here, and I was given that class that you used to teach when I was a student, and uh, which was my favorite class in school, yeah. by the way, I, well, it was a favorite of mine, but. But I was given the task of taking that, and so in the process even of, of redoing that and kind of making it my own within the scope of uh, adhering to what we're doing, I reached out to Tony, got his old notes, you know. <laughs> fixed them, corrected them. Fixed them correctly. correctly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but I was thinking even back when we were students, uh, my wife and I went through a, a time. I mean, we weren't having marriage problems. We were having family problems on, Understood. The, on the other in anyway, <laughs> but uh, knowing enough about us and our background from the Simmons of God, uh, Tony got us a counseling session on a Saturday mm. with Brother Tipton. Oh, wow. And he I'll was never, a treasure. He <laughs> was a treasure. I will never forget. My wife would say the same thing. Never forget those couple of hours we spent in his office. The what wisdom. was funnier, what was better with, with my grandmother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> grandmother yeah. Tipton. Yeah. That was a different kind yeah. of session. Yeah, it would have been a different session. Yeah. Sharper that, session. That was a joy having them. You know, when they, how old were they when they retired from the church in uh, Garland? I, I don't know. They were, they pastored that, that church for 40 years. Yeah. And um, I, I, they're in their 80s, weren't they? I, I, I want to say upper 80s, perhaps yeah. even, but they would come up every couple of weeks. And, yeah. and uh, wow, they were just a, a, an absolute treat, absolute delight. And Brother Tipton was a hoot. Yeah. Yeah. For, uh, for those, that's, that's my other grandfather. Yeah. He would Lynette's come. Lynette's mom and dad. Yeah. And they would, they would come and they would work. They were living in Dallas, retired, and they would come um, to Tulsa two weeks out of every month and just help out. Um, they were and, great and, help. You know, they would. Um, 
council, a lot of yeah. lot of you know the RMI members that are around yeah. haven't you know dealing with church stuff. You know, obviously, when you pastored for that long, you dealt with a lot of. There wasn't anything things. he hadn't seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and even did some counseling with some of our students even during that Absolutely. time too. You know, helping yeah. out and you know, just being yeah. a blessing. And you know, they were did that for a long time, um, and it was. A joy for for me and my sister too to get to have him spend that time spend that time yeah. here in Oklahoma, you know. So, you know, because we don't get to Dallas that often. Yeah. What's even been worse though is kind of it's kind of sad because after my grandparents both passed away, I mean, I hardly ever get down to Dallas, you know, in, anymore. Yeah. So, like last time I was down there, um, I did spend some time with my uncle, which has been a long long time mm-hmm. since I've, you know, just because I guess you know. Uncles aren't as, aren't as big as grandparents, whatever. right? So, but, but yeah, so it was. They were a blessing, and you know, and you know, a lot lot of people. I know, I know. And of course, he would also minister to church some too. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you one on him because I've never forgot it. He's <laughs> preaching on a Sunday night here when we were students, and he was preaching on Joseph. You know, and all I know exactly <laughs> what you're going to say. I remember it. He's talking vividly. about Joseph, you know, and he said, you know, Potiphar's wife, and says, by all accounts, I guess Joseph must have been pretty good looking. I mean, or, or Potiphar's wife must have been pretty good looking. Maybe had sex coming out her ears nearly. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> Real matter of fact about it, you know, this went on. Yeah. So tell us, you know, obviously, so you've written this new book. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, uh, it's called The End of Spectator Church. And it's really somewhat along the lines of some of the other things I've written in Search of Timothy, uh, Your Place on God's Dream Team. It's really based on the premise that every believer has some kind of assignment to do something mm-hmm. for God. And that's based on gifts that God has put on the inside of them. And it's not, it's not works for salvation, it's works from salvation. It's because they are born again, but they're born again to a purpose. And so we, we actually build a lot of the, the theme of the book on what's called the priesthood of the believer. Mm, yeah. You know, the Bible says that we are a kingdom of priests, and, uh, and and I just am very convinced that uh, in order for the church to get anywhere remotely close to its maximum potential, there has to be a mobilization of believers and that they're not called to be spectators, observers, and that the, and the preachers are not called to be celebrities or entertainers. Uh, the fivefold ministry is given to equip the saints for the saints to do the work of the ministry. So uh, that's a huge premise of, of what that particular book is about. So is your next one going to be the Hollywood pastors? <laughs> yeah, I'll have to work on that. But uh, No, it does seem that there's a, a premise a lot of pastors want to be more Hollywood than they yeah. really actually. Yeah. Well, there's pressure for it, too, to entertain, yeah. Yeah. you know. Yeah. And, and I'm not talking about not having, you know, we're not talking about lights and all that kind of stuff. We're, we're, we're talking about just a... A celebrity know, mentality. Celebrity mentality, yeah. I guess, is, is is the big deal. And, you know, more about your followers on Instagram or whatever. Right. Um, you know, which I don't know how they even use Instagram. I have Instagram. You can write me on Instagram. And I don't put many pictures up because uh, I don't take pictures. Mm-hmm. So I used to take selfies, but my wife got mad at me because I, don't, I know I don't edit my selfies. I just she goes, "You look bad." So well, I mean, every time we try to take one, it takes at least a half a dozen tries to get one that's 
<laughs> Useful so yeah, it's yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like we said, either this session or last session, we've got great faces for radio. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean you know, are you gonna get back to your back to your two hundred days a year traveling or are you gonna slow down a little bit more? Yeah, we were over two hundred days a year last year. Oh. I don't remember what the exact um two thirty seven that twenty nineteen, that was taxing for for me and for my wife and I but um we were I think 209 last year something like that but we'll got a healthy schedule this coming year we're going to be a couple African nations a few Middle Eastern nations and we're looking at some other options as well for yeah, I think one year I think I did 215 220 or something like that it's a lot then I slowed down yeah I mean and at that time I had two kids yeah so um and it was I know that Blake was, you know, it was it was like November, and yeah. So I went to this room where I was doing a thing, and then I was going to be home for the holidays and whatever. And he was a little bit upset, so I I I, I tapered my traveling, right? You know that, but well, that time my grandfather was doing two week meetings. If we would go to the West Coast, we would stay on the West Coast for five weeks because it was not, you know, convenient to drive the bus back and then go back or whatever. Right. So, so we would do a two-week meeting. Then we have a week off, and I would usually do a meeting between the the second meeting. So it was mm-hmm. pretty wild. In fact, I remember um, um, I showed up. We did. We did. We were at um, David Sharon's church in Las Vegas, and they just, they just opened up the um, the um, monorail at the time. You know, and so they're taking a survey how long people were going to be in Vegas, and we so we did a. We were in California, did a, meet, did a meeting, then I did a three-day meeting, actually, at, um, in Santa Rosa, and then we came on to Vegas, and we were there for a couple of days off, and then we were there for two weeks. So the lady goes, how long? I was talking to me, me and Rich King, so he's inter- she's interviewing us, you know, how long are you planning to be in Vegas? And we go, 17 days? <laughs> They're like, she was like, in her own mind, you could, you could say, see her thinking, how do you afford to be in Vegas for 17 uh-huh. days? But, you know, but it was interesting when you're... Vegas for 17 days. We had, we found our own dry cleaners that we went to, and a couple other places that yeah. that um, my grandparents actually liked to eat um, and, mm-hmm. and stuff. So we, are, it, we, we almost became citizens. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was you know, I, in fact, I found some things in Vegas that that the pastor didn't even know was even there. Some some restaurants and things like that. In fact, there, at that time there was a Krispy Kreme in town. It wasn't on the strip. There's ones on strips now now, but it was. It was on Rainbow Road. I found it, and you know, because my grandparents like Krispy Kreme. So very good. Yeah, but traveling, you know, that many days out of the year can get. Yeah. You know, think of course, you don't have kids. You know, they're, right? They're you know, grown and gone. Oh, well, I mean, you have kids, but right? Like, yeah, not not young at home. Yeah, not young at home. So, and you know, long as Lisa's okay with it, I guess mm-hmm. that's a, that's the main. Thing. Yeah, we've tried to find a rhythm and a pace for how much she goes and when she needs breaks and things like that. Yeah. Now, also, I, I, I do see you sometimes doing some roundtables with Gerald Brooks. As, um, I do, yeah. We do about nine or ten of those a year. So, And those are um, – we do those regionally. We've got one coming up here in uh, Plano, Texas at his church. His church yeah. Then we're going out to up to Seattle and, uh, again, about nine to ten a year. And those are fun. We just a uh, one-day – nine in the morning to three thirty in the afternoon we rotate sessions and and really just try to help pastors and church staff and 
you know, Gerald's been a pastor for 40-some years. I've been a, was an associate pastor for 22 years thereabouts. And so, um, you know, I try to hit staff things. He hits more senior leadership things. And just try to help churches and their staff members out. Amen. Anything else you want to say before we close the program? No, but I just, I will never, ever um, uh, fail to appreciate the foundation we got at Rhema. Um, you know, the example that was set by, you know, your grandparents and parents and, uh, the teaching and the instruction and, you know, that's just, uh, we absolutely would not be where we are today. Wouldn't be doing what we're doing today. Wouldn't have, um, so many of the, uh, things that we've received through Rama and through the Hagen ministries. And we'll always, always be grateful. You know, I think sometimes people don't realize that, um, my grandfather was 59 when Rayma, when Rayma um, mm-hmm. actually started. I think it was 59, 58, something like that. And, you know, I, I know a lot of pastors that are 58, 59. They're, they're thinking about retiring retiring right now. So, mm-hmm. um, But maybe you're out there and you're listening, you know, I don't care whether you're 59 or, or 18 or, or whatever, or maybe you're 82. I mean, Rayma's a place that we have students of all ages um, from all different walks of life, from all over the world, actually, um, come to Rama Bible Training College, and you know, it, it's a great place to learn more about the Word. Or if you feel called to the ministry right now, you know I know some people that they didn't feel a call to the ministry when they came to Rama. They just came to Rama to learn more about the Bible. But while they were there, God called them to the ministry, and they've been in ministry for a long time. In fact, a number of our pastors um, actually went in the helps group. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they planned to be a help, and they've been pastoring for twenty years now. But um, if you're there, you know, you can go to our website, rbtc.org, rbtc.org, and you can find out, you can apply right now if you would like to, or you can find out more about Raymond, so give us your name, your email, and a phone number. We'll send you a digital packet immediately, and then we'll have a, a student ambassador reach out, talk to you, tell you more about Raymond, try to set up a time for maybe you come to visit class or come to Raymond College Weekend, it's April 14th. 14th through the 16th. April 14th through the 16th is a great time. But you can come anytime and visit visit class and, and check out Rama. You know, um, we found out that a lot of folks they end up coming to Bible college after they came to campus. So there was something about coming to campus, whether they came to for one of our meetings, Winter Bible Seminars actually coming up February. You can look that up. Um, Mid February is our Winter Bible mm-hmm. Seminar. Nineteenth through the twenty fourth. February nineteenth through the twenty fourth, and also Tony, it's a, a big one um, for. For me, um, I, I graduated in 1993, so it's um. So you got my email today. If yeah, you looked, you know. Yeah, so, it was, <laughs> so yeah. Reunion. My reunion this year. In fact, I was talking to someone who graduated with me. I said, "You're going to be one of our center." He goes, "Yeah, duh, it's our reunion." I'm like, "Oh, oh yeah, I forgot about that." So, anyway, so I guess it's been a long time since so I'm getting old, you know. So, rbtc.org. Anyway, Tony, it's good to hear about what's going on Thank and you. Hear, hear about you know your your new book and you know um, you know it's um, hopefully you well I guess you said last year traveling went back to normal again yeah. so so that's kind of, and it's good to hear some sometimes we don't you know you just don't know some some people they're still wearing masks and hiding in closets or whatever mm-hmm. but, and so well here at Rama we're bringing hope, hope help and, and healing, healing to, to the, the world. world God bless you guys you have a wonderful day.